Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Rosie J. Hova. And here's a bit about Rosie. She is a multi-published, award-winning children's author and kid-lit writing coach. She's the creator of Picture Book Mastery System, which is trademark, that is proven to help emerging children writers advance their career and get closer to their publishing goals. Rosie's latest picture book, Sunday Rain, was featured in the New York Times and recommended by Parents Magazine. Her upcoming picture book, The School of Failure, a story about success, will be released this spring in both China and the U.S. Rosie also loves to visit schools and her interactive workshops empower students to unleash their creativity and grow in confidence through reading, writing, and creating. Teachers and librarians love Rosie for her bubbly, upbeat personality, which captures students' attentions, encourages them to think creatively, and motivates them to pursue big dreams. She has been featured on TV, radio, podcasts, and print media, and also speaks on women's and mom's topics, sharing her journey from a Bulgarian immigrant to a published author. And without further ado, please welcome Rosie J. Pova to GEMS Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. My pleasure, Rosie. And today we're going to learn what is it like to be a writing coach as well as weaving in your books that you currently have on the market, because it definitely takes a lot to not just be a writer, but help others write and really showcase your brand. So I want to start with your childhood and work up to where you are now. So tell us about your journey of, you know, being an immigrant from Bulgaria and how your lifestyle growing up has helped you find your way within the author world. Yes. Um, so I was uh, born and um, grew up in Bulgaria and Eastern Europe. And growing up, um, we didn't have many um, books or a lot of entertainment. And I've always been a reader. That was my outlet and a writer. Um, so every chance I get, um, I would just uh, either read or write my own stories, poetry, um, whatever it is. That was, like I said, my outlet. And I really, really enjoyed it. I would even uh, rewrite lyrics to songs <laughs> that were playing. And it was just uh, depending on what was going on in my life and just would um, sing those songs with my new lyrics, <laughs> just as a way of processing uh, things, you know, my emotions and everything, whether I was angry or happy or disappointed. And um, so that was something I did. And then uh, uh, books, whatever books I had, 
I would just read and reread just to be in that uh, world of adventure and, um, you know, with the characters, because I was pretty much an introverted, shy kid. Um, and so I was more comfortable at home with books, even though uh, when I was little, we did play um, a lot outdoors. But um, again, I would always come back to reading and writing. So that's um, that was pretty much my childhood. Um, it wasn't an easy one. Um, but, um, again, it was just my creative side would always take over. And when I'm busy with, with something, um, even crafts, I, I, I love doing crafts. Um, so my mind, I was just completely focused on whatever I was doing. And then I would be in a new world, right? So I would have to deal with reality, <laughs> um, as a creative person. So, um, I've always had that and that's I guess that's how it started um, writing and reading and literature were my favorite subjects in school as well as um, foreign languages so I was um, learning French and Russian in school so those were the two things that I, I loved uh, you know foreign languages and literature <laughs> and then that continued into into my adulthood and, and moving into North America and all that. That is amazing because you see how um, your love for creativity and really expressing yourself at a young age really helped you solidify what you wanted to do in your adult life. Because sometimes people really don't know what they want to do when they grow up and they're still trying to figure it out. But it sounds like you already knew that you wanted to be within the creative space and give hope to other children and make other people smile. So do you feel being a children's author and as well as a writing coach, um, had you go from being an introvert to an extrovert because now you're connecting with other people? Yes, yes. I had to work on that um, a lot just to... Um, develop what it's um i think jack canfield called it um oh i forgot that what he called it exactly but um just to learn to be an um you know uh, more outgoing because uh, you have to communicate your message you have to connect with people and if you're just writing for yourself and not sharing those stories uh, there's no way you'd be um you know touching someone's life or or uh, conveying that message and connecting with other people so you just have to um and and Luckily, it was a skill that with a lot of practice, you know, you can definitely improve. Um, and I do enjoy connecting with kids and readers. And so that was very helpful to me, the in-person um, visits that I do at schools, because there's such energy and such excitement when I'm around kids um, and so I just feed off of that energy and, and um, that helps me uh, connect even more. But um, so you're right. It is it it is um, how it's all started. But then um, I had to work on it just because I wanted to um, to, to be helpful and of service and and um, share my message with others. So as you think about that and you think about the growth um, personally and professionally within your life, what was one of the hardest things that you endured in your life, and how did that hard situation? help you become the woman that you are today 
And the reason why I ask this, Rosie, is because I really want to go deep because in life, if we don't, you know, celebrate those hard times in our life, we're not going to be able to really celebrate the successes that we've acquired because in those hard seasons, we learn valuable lessons about ourselves. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Um, and it does uh, help to shape us um, to become whoever we are because, um, um, again, what we don't have and we strive to have, uh, we work on it and we focus more and, and then uh, we take that path to uh, accomplish our goals, to uh, live our dreams. And um, all of that, even, even when we don't realize it, is, is helping us along the way. It's a, it's a direction. So um, in that regard, yes, like I said, I grew up um, in a family where life was not really easy as a child. I was looking for uh, strong ro role models and that I couldn't really find or, um, and like encouragement or someone um, to help me uh, build more self-confidence, uh, which really was, I was struggling with that a lot. Um, and so I, uh, what I wanted to do is for other kids um, if they're going through something like that, to be that um, person to encourage them to believe in themselves and to reach for their goals and to reach for their dreams and to believe that it's possible. Because from, for me, it took a long time to believe that what I want could happen. Um, and always, you know, doubting, always um, sort of confused and, and not willing to fully show up and fully um, explore what's possible and what's, um, what skills I can develop and, and, and what things I can uh, achieve. So um, that was uh, really the, the driving point. <laughs> um, and I, yeah. <laughs> and that's beautiful because, you know, if you would have never got to that point where you didn't find somebody to coach you and guide you and that mentor at that young age, it wouldn't encourage you to want to be that for somebody else because you knew what a difference it would have made if you had that person in your life to influence you or steer you in the right direction. So as a writing coach, what are some of the tips and tricks that you work on with your clients to help them overcome imposter syndrome, help them really embrace their creativity and believe in themselves? Because when you believe in yourself, you have the confidence. And then as you're confident, you're really going to feel good about the work that you are producing. Yes, that is exactly right. And I remember uh, when I first started, I was a relatively new uh, immigrant and, and still not fluent in English. And like I said, I, I um, English is not my second language, it's my fourth language. So I really had a lot of catching up to do and I was already an adult. So I didn't get to go to school here. Um, I When I came to North America, like I said, I'm I was an adult and I um, had to look for jobs and had, and I, we started a family and, you know, having kids and all their adult responsibilities. And yes, I was still a creative person, but that was sort of like in the back burner until it resurfaced with my first child being born and reading uh, picture books to her and all of that. And so once that passion came back and I started writing, um, like I said, it was 
it was, <laughs> I struggled because as a new mom, new immigrant with the, all of the responsibilities was still getting, um, um, you know, within uh, just, just building my life um, and catching up and, and um, developing my language skills uh, of all things. And I, all of a sudden, you know, I had this crazy dream of becoming an author, uh, which was really, really tough. And at the same time, I was excited. I thought my stories were great and I can't wait to get published. And I had no clue what I was doing, uh, but, um, but I had to try, right? And so uh, with that came a lot of disappointment, a lot of um, heartbreak, a lot of rejections because my stories were not ready. Um, I didn't even know what I didn't know, right? And so the more I learned, the more I, I you know, found out that I really have no clue what I'm doing here. And, um, and then um, it took a long time, a lot of years just to figure things out and make all the mistakes and, and just learn a little bit here and there until I realized that, well, craft is what I, I can control, right? I can't control the publishing business or the uh, deadlines or someone's personal preferences, but I do have control over the craft and what I'm learning and what I'm doing with my writing. So that's when it dawned on me that I should probably take some, you know, classes and courses and um, start doing, uh, going to conferences. And that's what I did, but it took a long time to realize that. And again, once I started going to conferences, um, it wasn't, um, things started to improve definitely, but it wasn't an overnight thing to where uh, all, all now I'm ready. I still had to piece all of it together and um, learn as I, as I went along. But so looking back, I thought, well, I wish there was like a course or, or a resource where everything is put together for me. And it, it's guiding me step by step to where I understand the process. I avoid the mistakes. I have the system. Um, and that's when I started um, putting that, you know, a course together. And especially in the pandemic, um, a company reached out to me and they, um, they invited me to be a writing instructor for them. And since, so the, they had classes going on and up until that time they were um, in person like here in Dallas, but um, they had to switch online of course, as everyone did. And I was super uh, intimidated by going, you know, online and doing all these new things that I was not familiar with. But I said, this is my chance, you know, this is an opportunity I've been waiting for. And this is my chance to put together that system I've been thinking about and to, you know, figure this technology out <laughs> and, and <laughs> move along, right? And so that's what I started doing and created this class. And it's been very successful since. And now I teach my private clients and um, offer uh, mentorships. And um, it's, it's such a joy to see people advance in such a short time and just helping them on the journey just to avoid the mistakes I made, have a clear system, have guidance and support, uh, which I wish I did uh, have. But it, for me, it took around 12 years to get to a publishing contract. And that is commendable, but then it also shows that those sl slow and steady strides made a huge impact later on, even though you may not have felt it 
or seen it as you were going through it for those 12 years. But then you became a solution to the problem in your industry. You wanted a class, that class wasn't there. And you said, you know what? I have the tools, I have the resources, I'm gonna create it. So I'm paving a way for future generations to come. I'm gonna make it easier for others who are coming besides me, as well as behind me. And that's one way that you're building legacy, Rosie, because you're taking all of the knowledge that you acquired over time. You're taking the things that didn't work. You're taking those gaps and you're finding ways to close those gaps so you can help your public clients, your private clients, and et cetera. And that is amazing. And that's how a lot of inventors work. If there's something on the market that they don't see or there's something that's not on the market that they need to make their lives easier, they invent it. So they are aiding the situation. And I love that you started that. And one thing that you mentioned was that you were a little scared doing online courses. But you know what, that challenge set you up for success. Because had you not been forced to go within an online setting, you wouldn't have some of the opportunities that you have now. So that challenge became an opportunity and it opened up different um, segues for you. That, yes, um, that is true. And um, that's how I try to look at um, everything. And now, um, you know, just <laughs> um, it, a challenge can easily turn into opportunity. It's a my, mindset thing. And um, I like to be challenged now uh, because that leads to advance and who wouldn't want that you know that that's what brings up uh, growth and um and open up the door to what what else is possible what's the next thing for me and so I do appreciate those and um and and I'm grateful every time something like that comes up instead of you know being being really scared to where I don't act on it or I go into the negative um of it so yeah you're very right about that so whenever someone comes to you, Rosie, and they're interested in being coached with you, do you go through a consultation with them or walk us through like what that process would look like? Yes, uh, it, it depends on where they are on their writing journey. Um, when I, uh, again, uh, it's been, sometimes I would see um, writers uh, post different questions on um, in writers group and um, I would you know, at first I was like, oh, so people still are still struggling with something like that too. And to me now that's something, you know, normal that I already know and, <laughs> and can share easily. But, but I realized that, oh, people still need help with those things. You know, they're still on that uh, level where they're looking for the next step from here. Um, and so I've developed several uh, programs just to match their journey. Um, so that they're, um, they take on a program that they're ready for. I don't want them to be overwhelmed or, you know, um, offer something they already know. Um, so I would do an evaluation, especially for my private clients on a one-on-one -on -one mentorship. Um, there is an application just to do an evaluation where they are at. But uh, my um, most successful course uh, for uh, aspiring uh, 
authors and um, emerging writers is the 10 week course uh, that I've um, recently relaunched with a lot of like expanded it and, and put a lot of bonuses just to be uh, the most helpful I can be to people. So that's the 10 course, um, 10 week course uh, to take writers from idea to uh, a polished manuscript ready for submission with along with the query letter. That's amazing. And then for um, from the raw idea all the way up to the conceptual of the actual book and product, do you ever guide people whether they want to go the publishing house route or self-publishing? And what are some of the benefits between the both, either one of them? So you're right that there's, yeah, the two uh, different routes is self-publishing and traditional publishing. And with all of the courses and mentorship I do, I focus on the traditional publishing. I've chosen to do that um, because um, this, is, um, this is what I am doing now. And um, I'm not an expert on the self-publishing. I've tried it before, but it just wasn't working for me. It wasn't the thing that I wanted to pursue anymore. Um, at the beginning, I just had no clue, right? So I was trying all the different uh, ways to, to get published, but um, I realized I do want to pursue and stick with traditional publishing, which is finding a literary agent and, um, you know, going the, um, the traditional big houses with the, that offer advances and royalties and all that. So I'm coaching on that only. I don't... Um, I'm not an expert on the self-publishing, so I don't offer any of those um, classes. And thank you for sharing that because I definitely wanted to let the listeners and viewers know there are two different options there, but I also wanted to also let the listeners and viewers know that whenever you go within the publishing route, make sure you always read the contracts, make sure it's something that's favorable for you as the creative content writer, as well as the publishing house. And if you aren't sure on what some of the legalities are, always have someone who is an expert in that field, whether they are an attorney or et cetera, read over the contract just to make sure the if there's royalty payments or um, certain uh, certain monetary things are favorable because it does take a long time to create your work and you wanna make sure that you are being rewarded do you have anything else you want to add there, Rosie? Yeah, so, um, and, and just um, the basics of self-publishing is you, um, you invest upfront for the production of your own book um, and you become your own um, designer. Uh, you're in charge of finding an illustrator, um, you know, just editing everything's on the writer uh, to produce that book and distribution and everything else uh, to where the... Um, Traditional publishing is um, it's it's advisable to find a literary agent uh, who would be the person to actually negotiate those con contracts you mentioned before, uh, just because they're the uh, seasoned professional um, who who know um, all of the clauses of the contracts and uh, you know will help you. Um, to, sign a good contract and find the right house for you. And they also are in charge of submission um, because the big houses um, don't take unsolicited submissions, meaning they only accept submissions from, from agents. So you really do need a literary agent if you're going the traditional uh, route. And then 
and then uh, they they are in charge of everything else. They hire their illustrator, they pay them, they produce the book, they market, and all of the things. Um, so um and, and uh, they pay advances and royalties but yeah those are the main differences and you're right if you didn't have an agent and you still got an offer from a traditional publisher make sure you you hire a, a literary um, um attorney to help you with the contract because uh you don't want to be stuck with a bad bad contract which happens unfortunately sometimes um but yeah that is a good very good point Thank you so much, Rosie. And as we wind down, I want you to leave our listeners and viewers with one to two gems. One could either be something that complements the core pillars to educate, inspire, and motivate. And the next one could be a lifestyle gem that has really helped you throughout your journey. Um, yes, well, I would uh, want to encourage everyone listening to really um, say yes to their goals and to their dreams and to uh, do something uh, today that will set them on that path. If they're if there were something that they were putting off, um, something in their heart they wanted to pursue, I do encourage them to uh, go back to that and, and really um, embrace it and um, and, and give it their all and believe that it, it might just might, you know, happen and what would happen if that if that thing um, became true. Um, and then I also would encourage them to read and uh, be creative. <laughs> Those are amazing gems. And Rosie, how can our listeners and viewers connect with you via your website and where do you hang out on social media? Yes, my website is uh, um, rosiejpova.com um, and I'm everywhere on social media. Um, Instagram, uh, Twitter is at rosiepov, P-O-V um, and Facebook, they can easily find me and uh, check out my books, check out my courses. Um, if any librarians are interested in um, inviting me for an author visit at a school, I love doing those. And now we're getting back to in-person visits, which is super exciting for me. So uh, please um, find me and um, get in touch and, and follow me on Twitter. I'd love to connect. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard Rosie J. Pova, the children's author and writing coach. All of her contact information will be in the show notes. And make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We are on 40 plus platforms and follow us on YouTube at GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. Remember to embrace your inner creativity, let down your hair and release your inner child because when you could really be free, you are able to turn those dreams into realities because you are in your happy place. Until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and remember, your destiny is brighter because you were created. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor 
So please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.